The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 18th chapter. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice, so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, Will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. This short parable that Jesus tells at the beginning of Luke 18 can lead us into lots of uh, different directions. But I want to tie something together for you, something that uh, we heard just a couple of weeks ago. And I want you to hear the communal nature of how Jesus begins this parable. How this is, uh, even though the example is singular, Jesus is talking to the community of people. Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and to not lose heart. If we we remember where we are in Luke's gospel, we know that we are on the journey to the cross. We know that as we get closer on that journey to the cross, that life for the disciples will get a little bit more and more challenging. They will have times where they will will not uh, know what to do next, how they, they won't know how they should follow. And so Jesus here at this, at this moment is trying to give them some encouragement on the journey. He's trying to tell them that together they are to pray always and to not lose heart. Or as I said it a couple weeks ago, this is another one of those y'alls. Y'all pray, y'all don't lose heart. And that's an important distinction to make as we start to hear this parable because it changes the way in which we then hear what comes next. Jesus uses the example of a widow to to lift this kind, this idea up. And he tells a story about a widow who keeps going to this unjust judge day after day after day, begging for him to give her the justice she deserves. Now, it had to be quite a sight. It had to be quite a sight for the community to see this woman show up at his door day and day, beating on his door, saying, it's time, grant me justice. Give me the thing that I need. But we we hear that this judge neither feared God nor had respect for people. But eventually he seems to get tired of it, right? Eventually he seems to get tired and he says, even though I don't fear God and I don't respect anyone, 
Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice, so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And what's interesting about the Greek there, and I don't know why they didn't translate it this way, but, but it actually says that she doesn't give me a black eye in the midst of this whole thing. It's just, I, I think it's important because it shows the urgency of which she is going back to him day after day. And then he says, And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. So he's telling his disciples in the midst of the trials that will come, the trials that they're already experiencing, that they need to stick together, they need to pray faithfully, they need to hear and not lose heart in what God is doing. And I think about the many ways throughout Scripture that we are given those assurances that in the times of trouble, in the times when we're struggling, that God promises to be with us. As many of you know, Psalm 121 is my favorite psalm. I quote it often, I share it in different places because it speaks to me in a way that that's my favorite psalm. You, you might have your own favorite psalm. And it speaks to you in a certain way, and you like it because of how it speaks to you. This is my favorite psalm. And I think part of why I love this psalm so much is we are reassured over and over again of the Lord's presence with us in the struggles, in the trials, in the times of life where it can feel like God is not present. The promise is that God not only is with us, but God cares for us in the midst of these times and these struggles. In so many ways, you, you would wish that Jesus would bring us back to this psalm as a way of connecting these pieces together for us, of sharing that personal relationship we have in Jesus, but how that personal relationship we have also leads us into the communal relationship we're being called to. But we hear those promises. The Lord will not let your foot be moved, nor will the one who watches over you fall asleep. This keeper of Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord your shade at your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will preserve you from all evil and will keep your life. The Lord will watch over your going out and your coming in from this time forth forevermore. I hear in so many ways those promises that we hear in Psalm 121 as baptismal promises. The promises that we've received in baptism that we are God's beloved children, that God has called us into God's family. That there's nothing that will separate us from that love of God that we have been given in Christ Jesus. And so I find this last sentence interesting. This last sentence of the gospel, this question that Jesus leaves the people with. He says, and yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? 
Now, I take this question in a couple of different directions. One, in Luke's gospel, over and over again, we've been hearing Jesus say, look, the kingdom of God is right before you. I'm the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is right before you. So it seems like they should know that the Son of Man has already come. So the question then about how will he find faith on earth, I think comes back to the faith of the community. And I lift this up often because I think it's an important thing that we remember over and over again. Is that when we gather here for worship on a Sunday morning, we gather for ourselves to be reconnected to God's word, to hear how God's word impacts our life, impacts who we are. Uh, sometimes we are called to ask for forgiveness and hear that promise of forgiveness from God. But there's also the communal aspect of why we gather together. And we gather together to lift one another up. We lift up the prayers of the people. Why? Because we're lifting up those who are in need of healing. We're lifting up those in our community around us. We're lifting up those in the world who's struggling, the ones who are affected by the way our climate's changing, whatever it might be. As a community, we lift those prayers up to God. But we also, we also worship for the sake of one another. We worship for the sake of one another because you know your friend who got a cancer diagnosis this week. You know your friend who's struggling with something else. You know of someone who's in the hospital and who's in need of prayers. You know those things. And so we come together as a community to lift up those who are struggling. We come together as a community to bring those people before God. Will the Son of Man find faith on earth? The Son of Man will find faith when God's people join together, keep lifting up that cause for justice as we heard earlier in this. One example from the last several years, and there are many examples. But often when justice is needed, the person who uh, actually needs the justice can't actually receive the justice because something has already happened to keep that from taking place. So the example is this. If you think about George Floyd, when George Floyd was killed, people, the community, people could seek out justice for George Floyd. But no matter what happened, did George Floyd actually receive justice? No, because his life had ended, right? But the community gathered together. The community gathered together in Minneapolis-St. Paul, the community gathered all over this country to stand together and to seek out justice. To seek out justice on behalf of him and his family. Now that might seem a little bit far out there. It might not have been something that you got involved in. It might not be something that you feel called to. But I think one of the things that this scripture does for us, the scripture reminds us of, is to look for the ways in which our community is seeking justice. 
Look for ways which in here, in our own community, in Eugene, that there's justice needed for some group, some other, some other people, and how, as God's people in this place, might we pray for that justice to come? And I'll even take it a step further. What if we're so clear about that justice that we share that justice with other congregations and other congregations join in on the same thing to pray as well for that justice to take place? How much more then is there an opportunity for the spirit to move in this community when the communities are, have gathered together to pray out and cry out for justice? Any one of us left alone will not be able to pray always and not lose heart. On our own, there's going to be times when life is so hard that there are no words on our lips. There are times when we feel so far away from God that we wouldn't recognize God's presence stepping right on us stepping into our space, waking us up. And it's in those moments where the community steps in. Where the community steps in to lift up the one whose heart is broken. To lift up the one who feels so far away from God. To lift up the one who feels as if everything is working against them in this world. It's our job as the community to be that for one another. And we're for that for everyone else on those days when we need it to be, we need somebody to be for that for us. We share that back and forth. And so when the Son of Man comes, the Son of Man will find faith on earth. When the Son of Man finds communities of believers who are seeking out justice, who are lifting up those who are oppressed, who are lifting up those who have been cast down, who have been lifting up those who, as Luke has been telling us from the opening verses, may be separated from society, but not separated from God. Amen.